Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Glass. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. The last dude to do what Kyle Larson is doing in the NASCAR Cup Series, his name is Dale Earnhardt Sr. Two, three race win streaks. There's two streaks with three race wins in a row. That's yeah. Kyle Larson. The last dude to do that was Dale Earnhardt Sr. Senior or junior? Senior. 1980. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> junior? Yeah. Come on, Crash. Crash. Yeah, I don't, well, I saw a headline that said junior, and that's why I questioned it real quick. Obviously, that person, whoever wrote that headline, 1987. was incorrect. It is stunning what this guy's yeah. doing, and it just it seems unfathomable that he shouldn't be crowned champion for the NASCAR Cup Series. Okay, how upset are we all going to be on that show that Sunday night <laughs> after Phoenix if that really does happen? I mean, Statman's going to blow a gasket. <laughs> you will. I mean, it's great that he's in the Final Four, but my goodness. Yeah. Nine yeah. race wins in one season. I mean, we've seen crazy things like this before, but what... <laughs> What he's doing is stunning. Again, leads the majority of the most laps in this race, that man. Kyle Larson, it's – what can you say? All this after a year off for some malfeasance, uh, you know. and It's crazy. It's Hall of Fame crazy. But he is, in my opinion, I think other opinions, he is Hall of Fame talented i mean he is just he can wheel like kenny you've said this every time mm -hmm. we interview him when i used to stick a mic in your face when you're 15 years at 15 old 15 years yeah, old I, racing dirt cars it, yeah he has an absolute knack for driving he could drive anything he can wheel everything it's it's he's phenomenal I, and i want to go back to what something statman said would we still be would we i, I guess we would let me ask the question first before i answer it would we still have this fascination with what he's doing in the NASCAR Cup Series if he wasn't kicked off the Ganassi team for uttering the N-word? Yes, we would. The bottom line is, the bottom line or, or is, he would was, we be, would would we be even more on top of it? I'm I'm not sure what you mean by that second part, but if he, he was not in great equipment compared to what he's in now. The Ganassi team could not provide him with the absolute stellar team and equipment that he is in now. So we would not know this part of Kyle Larson except for what he does in dirt cars. Well, let me ask Statman, if he if he wouldn't have uttered that word, Statman, and he just made the clean cut from Ganassi to Hendrick and was oh, doing, the, doing the same thing, would we be looking at this any differently? No, I don't think so. A great season is a great season, but we have to be careful that we don't get caught up in saying or implying or even thinking 
he's a goat when he's having a good season. If he could do this for another season or back that up uh, some kind of way. Uh, but yeah, he's having a, he's having a history making season and not everybody can win three in a row twice in a season, but nine wins is a long way from what? 17 by, uh, uh, Jeff Gordon and 27 by, um, Richard Petty. Uh, even though Petty won's 27 of 48, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, he's got he's having a great season. It's a great season. And if he doesn't win the championship, I think that just it makes everybody laugh at NASCAR. Uh, it's a, a random, a random occurrence that somebody decides to be a champion. It makes no sense. He's a he's having a championship season. And if somebody looks into it, then it just uh, they have to give them an asterisk. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks, every Sunday night for the 21 years. We've been doing this for 21 years, Freak Nation. The website, speedfreaks.tv, uh, Sirius XM, affiliates across the country, every freaking audio app that you can shake your snappy phone at, whether it's iHeart, Odyssey, TuneIn, Apple, we're there. Again, for more information, go to speedfreaks.tv. More on Kyle Larson. Four race wins and a top 10 finish. No, and a runner-up finish in seven playoff races. Four race wins and a runner-up finish. We're going to resume with some affiliates and get back to Crash Titus Pit News and Notes coming up next. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Bringing in another round of Affiliates Freak Nation. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out. Big two hours for you. Coming up next hour, W Series champion. That's the Women's Series Formula champion. Miss Chadwick will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Jamie Chadwick will be here. Josh Hart, top fuel pilot running for Rookie of the Year in the NHRA. He'll join us as well. The first Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes. Now through the end of the month, grab yourself four qualifying SUV or light truck tires and get up to $100 back with a Visa prepaid card. That's right. Four tires, you get up to 100 bucks back from General Tires. For more information, go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? Almost 400,000 people over the race weekend. I would say that F1 in the U.S. has, yes, now officially blown up thanks to Drive to Survive. Fans there got a great F1 race to boot. See what I did there? Mm. Yeah, boot. Bam. Yeah, like Texas cowboy boot. Hey. Okay, whatever. Max Verstappen just held off Lewis Hamilton for the win in Austin to cap off a damn good weekend of activity. Friday's practice was great. Qualifying stellar. And today's race just, I mean, again, it's just bitching. Uh, but how about, I don't know if you guys have heard of this part of the story. Sergio Perez, he finished third. He lost all access to water on lap one. He became so dehydrated by his second stint said after the race that today's race was his toughest physically ever. He said he was absolutely exhausted. You think? Yeah, right. No, yeah, what was it? 80s? 80s, sunny. It was hot. It was a hot October day in Texas. Noel Leon came out as the F4 champion after Jason Alder and Nico Christodoulou won each of the F4 races this weekend in Austin. The W Series joined the excitement as well. 
Jamie Chadwick securing the championship after winning both races in Austin. Jamie will be joining us next hour as well. NASCAR was a bit up north, up there in Texas, or excuse me, Kansas. Why did I just say that? I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's been a long weekend. Let's put it that way. It was like we just talked about. It was the Kyle Larson show, and everyone else was just a spectator to his greatness. Kyle is, of course, already solidified into NASCAR's Final Four in Phoenix, so the premium is on fellow playoff drivers to step it up. Today, that didn't go so well for Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney, or Martin Truex Jr. They've got Halloween weekend to make things right, or their season is donezo. Earlier in the weekend, Nick Sanchez took his first win in the ARCA series on general tires while Ty Gibbs solidified the ARCA title, and that was just an hour after he took the Xfinity Series race. Went boom. Formula One and NASCAR's championship chase. It's all next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy-Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey, man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Bowling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-756-8720. 800-756-8720. That's 800-756-8720. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. 
Freak Nation. 21 years of Speed Freaks, and we've been doing it from the Lucas Oil Studios for 21 years. Uh, Lucas Oil, proud partners of the Freak Nation. They've got numerous products to keep your ride on the road. Inside your engine, outside your engine, inside your car, outside your car. If you've not checked out Lucas Oil's website, look at their line of products that you can pick up at your neighborhood auto parts store. You need to go there, lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. There was some back and forth, some lead changes in Kansas. But again, a lot of typical cookie-cutter, mile-and-a-half track racing action. We'll spend some time talking about that this hour, but last night we had a uh, significant party at our abode. Oh, we're going there? Well, we're going there for a reason. It's a motorsports show. Okay. And I continue to, I'm not going to say gasp. It's a little overdramatic. It's a little crash for me. Hey, but I, I continue call me a drama to, queen. Yeah. I continue to be a little surprised. At the comments that I get from people that, m- to me, seem to be the furthest away from motorsports, in particular, yeah. Formula One. But when you're at a party and they know you talk about motorsports, and out of nowhere, they start talking about <laughs> Formula One <laughs> and Drive to Survive and Mercedes versus Red Bull and Verstappen and Hamilton and did you see Ricardo over the weekend? And I'm just, I take it just, I take a step back. It's, it's awesome. It's fun as hell. And drive to survive. I don't care what they paid for it. It's paying in spades yeah. for formula one. I looked at some numbers. Uh, the viewership is up 36% compared to the regular season of 2019. Cause I'm not comparing it to last year. It's up 36%. Revenue for Formula One in the first quarter was up $180 million. And that's up from $39 million during the same period last year. Uh, since acquiring Formula One in 2017, Liberty Media's shares are up more than 113%. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. Uh, in 2020, the league saw a 99% increase in engagement across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And stat? Thank you, COVID. They're coming to Miami and Austin next year, and there's talk of a third race in the U.S. What the hell's going on? Well, there ought to be. There ought to be a third race. There's 330 million people here in the United States, and a significant number of them respond to big sports events like Formula One, the Super Bowl, uh, it is possible for it to be overexposed. Uh, three events might be on the edge of that. But if they're separated from Austin to Miami to New York, then you could get 400,000 people to go to the event. Part of the reason they had so many people there today, this weekend, was because there was no Canadian Grand Prix. And uh, so the people in Canada who wanted to see an F1 race had to go to Austin. So you know, that probably contributed to 
I don't know if it doubled the uh, the number, but it contributed a, a significant number. Uh, I hope above all hope that it doesn't become a COVID, uh, uh, what they call it when they get a bunch of people together? Uh, a spreader. Yeah, oh, a super spreader. A super spreader. <laughs> yeah, that would be completely disappointing. Uh, but, you know, let's not go down that road. Yeah, it was a great weekend for Formula One, and Liberty Media is is doing it differently than uh, was done before. They're engaging people where they are in social media, and uh, people are responding. And uh, you could probably call uh, Netflix social media. At least it's something that uh, you, know, you uh, can download it wherever you are. Uh, so yeah, I mean they're it, they're doing something that hasn't been done before, and it might be a model for people in the future. You touched a little bit on potential overexposure. Let's say three races, three Formula One races were to be in the United States. Overexposure for F one potentially, but what cost for United States motorsports fans in general? What cost would that be like on NASCAR or on IndyCar or on any other form? Maybe, maybe drag racing. I highly doubt it would affect their races, but that it could be a very big problem. If formula one increases their presence in the U S it could be a big problem for NASCAR. It, it could be. I think one of the, one of the greatest series besides world of outlaws that I've ever seen, or at least engaged me, was the Can-Am series in the 60s. And they had races every two weeks across the country, 10 races, bam, 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 was all done. Uh, and much like the uh, SRX series this summer. Uh, so if, if um, Formula One had three events in the United States, and let's say they all happen week to week to week, uh, and that way Europeans could come here, and in two weeks they could tour America, see some Formula One racing, and come back. I think what what would be disappointing is if they had the race, went back to Europe, had another race, went back to Europe, came back here. Uh, but if they had it all back to back, could build up momentum, everybody comes, enjoys, and leaves. I think that would be a huge, huge, huge uh, uh, plus for Formula One, and it could put a dent in NASCAR. Hmm. Let me just put this out there. Speed Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you guys for hanging out. Crasher, Statman, Kenny Sargent, the website, speedfreaks.tv. There are some pretty hefty swinging Ds in IndyCar, uh, <laughs> Roger Penske being one of them. Chip he's Ganassi. not the only one. Come on. Well, he's he's a pretty damn big swing indeed. <laughs> you can't tell me these dudes have not had a conversation with someone at Liberty Media, Formula One, about... Liberty Media is a co-owner of the Indy 500 winning team, Michael Shake Racing. About piggybacking yeah. on a race weekend for this third race. I don't know anything, and we've poo-pooed a lot of things for 20 years. Crasher said Danica would never go to NASCAR. Still one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. She's never going. Yeah. No. You know? I truly believe that. Cliff Kingsbury will never be the head coach at the Cardinals. Whoops. Uh -huh. that happened. Hey. How's that? Who's to say, Stat, they're not talking with that third race, IndyCar, <laughs> IndyCar being the feeder for a Sunday afternoon or, or feeder on a Saturday for a Sunday afternoon F1 race. 
that would be huge. Uh, it would certainly be a compatible audience. And with all the F1 drivers who are looking at IndyCar to run at the front of IndyCar versus running at the back of Formula One, uh, that would be there would be a lot of simpatico or, or com- compatibility, whatever that proper word is, Mister Writer. Uh, but yeah, I mean that would be a that would be a cool thing. But I think what what would have to happen is that it'd have to be close enough to the other two so that people could come and make it a a, a big event, and you could get uh, people coming from other countries to the United States. I like that. And I, there's not a, I don't, at least not that I'm aware of a tourism bureau for the United States of America. I mean, if there were, or if there is one, they should be hopping on that because you're right. What that would do for tourism in the States would be phenomenal. People coming from all over the world for an, on a three week spree of F1 races and, you know, part in, in Florida, part in Texas. Maybe the other one goes on the West Coast, even though I haven't heard anything about West Coast. It's all been like New York and New Jersey. But that would be amazing. Absolutely amazing. I don't know this for a fact. What is it? I don't know it for a fact, but I know it's true. Yeah, I know it's true. Yeah. But in 1969, I was a wee lad. I was six or seven years old. Statman was already into his third marriage. <laughs> but if you go back. They had, the, go, they had the bud hardened in, by 1969. <laughs> yeah, you still had socks older than me at that time. <laughs> there were people that were poo-pooing Woodstock. How in the hell are you going to get Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin and The Who and Crosby, Stills, Nash and Richie, Richie Stevens? Uh, Richie Havens, and uh, I could go on. How are you going to get all these people on the same damn stage? What a three-day – no, it's never going to happen. Well, it did. And maybe it's just us being us and seeing that happen with Formula One. It Listen, all three of these series can run together on Coda, NASCAR, IndyCar, yeah. Formula One. Oh, by the way, why don't you head north or head south and watch the drags at Baytown? No, I, 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 just, I don't know. You know, frankly, I don't know if NASCAR fits into that crowd. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're right. You know, I mean, who wants to get put up with protests about CRT and Confederate flags standing in line for a $25 beer? You know, I mean, come on. Well, watching that race today, and again, it's, the camera angles for Formula One, it's still amazing to me, again, how these cars even think about sticking to the track. Imagine being you know, a 3,000-pound, 500-horsepower car on a Saturday afternoon, and then all of a sudden, these Formula One cars <laughs> going around, around that track. And they're going, man, what, did, did, did Henry Ford just come out here and... Put some of his Model T's out there. Yeah, who's the? Didn't we get an email? We got an email once from somebody who said that uh, they didn't like road racing because there was too many turns. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh, come on, uh, Richie. Would you be paying attention? It's, it's rhetorical. I'm sorry. I don't know how how else to ask it, but what has Drive to Survive done for you and the Millennial Nation? I think it's gotten people 
interested in the stories of each and every one of the drivers because it showed off their personalities like we don't usually see before, right? We go and see uh, where they live. We go and get the family life of some of the team principals, right? Back in the first season, even for the bigger teams. And then we try, we understand even for the back markers of the field back in season one and season two, we understood the stakes for Haas and for Williams and for these backmarker teams too. And but Richie, to- Richie, what does that matter to you? Because you you don't know the history of Formula One. You didn't know that no. these teams are worth billions of. Why is that? Why is that so popular for these guys? That some of them you can't even understand. They don't even live here. They're not part of your everyday vocabulary. What's what's the that? What was the one thing that sucked you into it? For for me, it was Daniel Ricciardo. As soon as Daniel Ricciardo showed up on screen, I was like, dude, I love this guy. And we saw it again this week, and he's rolling around in a University of Texas uh, basketball jersey, talking in a southern accent in an interview. Got to drive Dale Earnhardt's number three Wrangler car around Coda. Like, right. I think that's why it's so interesting. I'm going to tweet out in just a second on the Speed Freaks Twitter account at Speed Freaks and an article that Josh Weinfuss wrote for ESPN.com focusing on the Arizona Cardinals defensive end J.J. Watt and how he became so invested in Formula One through watching Drive to Survive. And I think that does the best job of explaining that of what that show has done for the sport. And I was watching today's race over the NFL for love mm-hmm. of goodness, you know, and uh yeah, it's it's the stories of the drivers, it's the stories of the teams, and the fact that races are an hour and a half long, ladies and Boom. gentlemen. Boom! Yeah. Thank you. Yep, yep, yep. That might be of of the five reasons for the growth and popularity of F one. That might be four point nine <laughs> of the yeah. reasons. You know, the races they start and they finish. They guarantee to be over in two hours. Uh, and you know that in NASCAR. You're barely halfway through the second stage uh, at two hours. It's it's certifiable, but I th- I think the 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 key thing and where where are we on time here? I think that's the key thing is that they're we're learning the drivers because generally people don't relate to when they, when you talked at the party, Kenny, and they were talking about Formula One, they weren't talking about how fast the cars are and how they stick to the road. They were talking about, did you see what that guy did against that guy? And man, I'm really rooting for him. And I bought into this and I want to see him lose. They don't relate to speed as well as they relate to personality. And that's where the NFL and uh, the NBA, I think baseball has lost that. Why baseball is not national anymore. It's a regional sport. Uh, And, you know, that's people relate to people and not necessarily things. Something happened today at the Formula One race in Austin that I haven't heard since Dale Earnhardt Jr. was running in Cup. We'll explain next. But first, your stat man, Scat. I once loved Formula Drift, loved the competition, drivers, atmosphere, and all. In fact, the Freaks have a special friend who runs one of the most successful teams in the sport, Steph Papadakis. Last night at Irwindale Speedway in Southern California, it's known as the House of Drift, Steph and Papadakis Racing won the team's 
fourth championship and second with Frederick Ospo. The four titles include two straight with Tanner Faust in 07 and 08, all records in Formula Drift. But I still believe co-founders Jim Lau and Ryan Sage are the pony in the pile. They took a relative unknown motorsport to a global standard in 18 years through a global recession and global pandemic. Their decisions have been that crucial. Next year, there'll be changes, though. Jim is leaving to take over PRI and former champions Dai Yosha. Hara and Vaughn Gittin are leaving. Die retiring. Vaughn says he might be back. Somehow the series will survive it all. Great show. Peace. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Now through the end of the month, Freak Nation, grab yourself four SUV light truck tires. Get up to $100 back from General Tires on a Visa prepaid card. For details, go to GeneralTire.com. Buy tires, get money back. Up to $100. Bucks. Badass. GeneralTire.com. Suave and Crash and I were talking about this prior to going live. That when Verstappen, Max Verstappen, Formula One pilot running for a championship, passed Lewis Hamilton in Austin on Coda this afternoon, you could hear the crowd. I don't, I don't recall ever hearing, and that's that's my bad because. I watch Formula One when it's convenient to me. I don't watch it. I, I don't go out of the out of the way to you know wake up at six o'clock in the morning or stay up until three o'clock in the morning to watch Formula One. If it's on when I'm up and cool, I'm there. And maybe it happens in other instances, but I don't know if there are crowds like this in Austin around the country that gets or around the world that gets so into a sport like this. I've not heard that at a race. For years, Dale Earnhardt Jr., when he would run to the front, that's when you could hear the crowd. When Max Verstappen passes Lewis Hamilton, you hear the crowd. I just That's so engaging. And, and I didn't expect to spend 25 minutes that crash talking Formula One, but watching that race today and hearing that crowd, uh, it, it, it's something that – I don't know if it makes us proud or just the fact that we've we've been doing this for 21 years and been banging the drum for motorsports. You're seeing a sports growth uh, kicking ass in your own backyard. A rarity in America uh, for Formula One. I mean, it's yes that hasn't been that hasn't been the norm by any stretch. But it happened, and a lot of people were there this weekend for a number of reasons, not the least of which growing popularity. But uh, they used to come from Mexico. Then they had a race in Mexico uh, right after Coda, and uh, that sort of cut that short. But now with uh, the Canadian Grand Prix going away because of COVID, uh, a lot of Canadians came down or people from the American side of the border came because this is where they're going to see their race as opposed to going to Montreal. Crasher, do you think it's just the infrastructure at 
Indianapolis Motor Speedway and that city? Why they can't make it work there? Well, the tire debacle kind of <laughs> sealed their fate, I have a feeling. And fans are kind of pissed. I, I think they could definitely give it another go. I think the infrastructure's fine. It's absolutely fine. You've got, I mean, you've got the freaking Conrad. You've got the JW Marriott. You've got their complaint at the beginning of Formula One coming to the fresh road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Their complaint was not enough high dollar restaurants and hotels. Well, sorry, guys. Yes, there's plenty. <laughs> Trust me, we've. Yeah, there's plenty. But wasn't that weren't the teams staying in Chicago and flying well, down? When that apparently that was the first year they didn't do that. After that, but some of the VIPs still chose. Oh, how dare they stay in India? No place. It's got to be Chicago. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, that's not going to happen again. But uh, they're fine. They they should give it another go. Absolutely. Now let's back up a little bit. Is that road course worthy of a Formula One event? Not necessarily. You could you could argue to your blue in the face that that's just a flat bizarre road course of which and we've talked about this many times many of the drivers when you come out of the turn two suite area turn two on the oval i'm talking about and you get the formula one cars on the high speed oval some of the drivers get a little scared on that part because that's part of the road course and they get their highest speeds of the entire season right there that kind of freaks them out the results are in from our Beat the Freaks. We'll get to that before we get the hell out of here. And he goes from breaking his freaking back to kicking some ass again. That gentleman, Memo Gidley, he joins us next. Beat Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation. Our friends at General Tire are back at it again. And this time, they'd like to give you $100 back when you purchase a set of four qualifying light truck SUV General Tires between now and October 31st. Yes, we said $100 back on a Visa prepaid card with your light truck or SUV General Tires. Hey, football's back. So why not show off your new General Tires when you drop the tailgate for some pregame festivities? For more information, check out GeneralTire.com. General Tires, the official tire of Speed Freaks, where anywhere is possible. Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix. Lucas Oil. It works. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. 
Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Nation. Lucas Oil Spotlight of the Week is Lucas Oil Fuel Stabilizer. Prevents gasoline breakdown during storage. Fights against gum and varnish deposits. Cleans, lubricates, maintains vital fuel components. Preserves your fuel for up to 12 months longer than those bottom shelf products. As we get into the winter months, you want to store your vehicle. I suggest using Lucas Oil Fuel Stabilizer. It doesn't happen enough, but I always enjoy when Memo Gidley joins us here in the Freak Nation. He's an inspiration to many. Horrible accident, January of 2014, broken back, many other issues that we don't have enough time to go into. But wins a couple of pair. We're into the overall win, I believe, three weeks ago in the SRO series and SRO SRO 3 class in Sebring ran at Indianapolis last week. Was it last weekend or week before that? Last week? I know. I think These it's weeks week, are week going together. <laughs> uh, Memo Gedley joining us here in the Freak Nation. Was Indianapolis, was that two weeks ago? Or was it, it wasn't last weekend, was it? Hey, Speed Freaks. Baby. What's up? <laughs> Speed Freaks. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Hey, was Indianapolis? It's so good to have you Hold on, on this Let me line. get this answer okay, first. All right. answer when was Indi- when, when did I you know, run right? eight oh, hours? Let's get some hellos going first. Hello. What's up, guys? (laughs) I know. It's just great to hear your voice, man. Yes. That's good to hear your voice. All right. So what's the question? So the the eight hours at at Indianapolis, when was that? It was the the sprint version. The the race I'm doing, the series that I was doing, is called the GT America. So it's a 45-minute sprint race. So we had two of them. We had one on Friday, and we had one on Saturday. Normally, we're Saturday and Sunday, but because there was the eight-hour race on Sunday, they bumped oh. us up a day. 
Got it. All right. Now that makes that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Well, regardless, we're we're happy to get you get you here in the Freak Nation. And anytime we can talk to you, buddy, it's a it, it is an inspiration. And the the fact that your daughter is 17 years old. I think the last time I checked, she was maybe three. It's uh it's it, it, is that the biggest struggle trying to trying to maintain a relationship with a 17 year old versus being a professional race car driver? <laughs> well. You know, uh, just like that, just like I always like to uh, change things up and spice it up a little. I also yeah. have a uh, six-month-old uh, oh. daughter right now as well. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Congratulations! Oh, absolutely, it runs in the family. I mean, my dad was in his sixties when I was born, so not quite as old as my dad was when I was born. But uh, you know, I have half brothers and half sisters who are in their eighties right now, so thirty years difference between some of my dad's kids. So, uh, you know, I figured 17 years, that's a little on the conservative side, but, uh, let's give it a go. So yes, I do have a new six month old daughter now. Wow. Okay. That is a, okay. Kenny was the same. Basically Kenny and I have our one daughter Henley and you were how old when she was born, Kenny? I wasn't 60 crash. Come on. 50. I was 51 or two. 52. There you go. Hey, you got to spice things up, you know. <laughs> I don't need Henley to have like a fifty-year-old brother, man. That's, stop that's, it! That's stop it! Holy crap, Crasher, go ahead. But yeah, you brought up eighty, and I don't know if you heard Statman in the background going, "Hey, easy now on those ages, easy now." <laughs> oh, jeez! It happens. It happens. It's life, you know. So it is. It is. But yeah. okay, but part of your recovery, I think it was an interview you did with Marshall Pruitt and Racer Magazine. You were talking about the recovery process from your crash in Daytona 2014 to these wins that you had in Sebring a couple of weeks ago. And part of your recovery was your mental focus on you got to just keep going. Your age doesn't really matter. You could have been better at something 10 years ago, but today is the best version that you're going to be of yourself right now. So go get it. I mean, that's, it's some really good advice. I am obviously not wording it nearly as well as what you did, but it's, it's great advice of living in the moment. Screw age, just go do what you, what you're passionate about and what you're great at. Yeah, you got to do it. I mean, the thing is, is, you know, everybody's, you know, we always hear it in racing, you know, oh, someone's in their prime, you know, and prime this and prime that. But the fact of the matter is, uh, what people think of their prime is a very small percentage of their, their life. I mean, if they classify it as their prime, but the way I always look at it and the way my family's always looked at it and taught me, it's like, Hey, if you're not happy with your, what you're doing, do something else and go out and live your dreams all the time when you can, you know? So I think, you know, um, people get sort of sidetracked and they're like, I can't do it because I'm busy with this or I'm doing that or I'm too old or whatever, whatever. It's like, no, just go out and live, you know, live life, live your prime now. You know, I think that's really important. Boom. Mimo Gidley. Dude, it was great to see you the other day in Indy. This guy, uh, we're not looking at him right now, but this guy looks better. We've known Mimo a long time. He looked better than I've ever seen him. I was just stunned when he got off the golf cart and uh, I was even more stunned that he remembered me. That was cool. Oh. <laughs> it's you know thank you it was great to see you and it's like that whole you know from you know from a few years ago after daytona you know i mean it's it's 
it's, uh, you know, there was definitely some recovery that went into it. And even from right from the get-go, you know, before I could even drive myself around by myself, I wanted to get to the gym. And uh, it's like, not because I enjoyed it, but just because you always got to, you know, let your body know that you want to do something. But, um, but yeah, thank you for the compliment and how I, how I look now. So I, I've been working hard at it. Did the rehab after the accident change the way you train? A lot of drivers train, period. But did the rehab change the way you train to race? You know, I had a pretty, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, a training program that I sort of developed just because of things that I thought worked in cars. And so my rehab, my whole rehab was just getting back to how I was before, you know, what I could do, you know, could I get on my mountain bike? Could I get on my jet ski? Could I get back in my go-kart? Um, you know, could I get to the gym? You know, all that sort of stuff was all part of, um, you know, not only physical training, but just mental training, just, you know, having that desire, just being out there and enjoying that, you know, living on the edge, no matter what you're in, you know, controlled edge. Um, so I didn't really change, uh, what, uh, I do, but it definitely makes you appreciate, like, for me, putting my socks on. I mean, I went like a year or so before I could actually put my socks on, you know? And wow. so there's a lot of things like that, just basic life stuff that we do take for granted because it's so easy. And when it's not so easy, you definitely realize that, uh, you never want to take stuff like that for granted. Just appreciate everything you can do, you know? Did your car owner, we had fun talking with him. He's a trainer, a bodybuilder. Uh, did he, did his method of training, did he help you in the training to get you back to racing at uh, the top speed that you're doing now? He did. I mean, Dave TKO Motorsports, uh, those guys and Dave in particular, who's the owner, he was introduced to me when he wanted to get into go-karting. And this was when I was still recovering from my injuries. I was still, I was out there coaching people, but I wasn't really driving. And then once I got cleared to, and he has an attitude of just like, Hey, you know, go out and live, you know, live your life. as fun as you, you know, whatever you want to do, try and do it as close as you can. And so a couple months after that, I was cleared to drive and he literally uh, he wanted to get into driving cars as well since we'd started in go-karts and he went out and bought a, a Porsche GT3R, basically a, uh, for like, um, you know, world challenge type car. And, um, he said, I want you to drive that car. So that was the first, it was more his motivation and just him saying, Hey, listen, I want you to do this because I really like watching you drive. And, um, so that's, that's the big thing that, you know, really helps to motivate me for sure. All right. When's the Mimo Gidley book coming out? I mean, you've got such a story to tell. <laughs> I don't know about that. You want to co-write with me, you guys, huh? Uh, the the freest or what? <laughs> yeah. Statman, maybe. He's the writer of the show. Me? Yeah. You don't want me anywhere close to that. Hey, Mimo, <laughs> jacked up feet. We know the broke back. And I'm being somewhat serious here. You smoking a lot of weed? Oh, come on. <laughs> right? I know. Not that I didn't try it, but, yeah. uh, you know, like in all the recovery, you know, the, uh, all those broken bones, I had nearly a dozen of them and they all healed pretty much after six weeks. But the, the back is what took the longest, um, just because it takes a year to 
for them to evaluate at the end of the year. And then if it's not right, which it wasn't quite right, I had to make another appointment and get that done. And that took another nine months to get that surgery and then another year after that. But the biggest thing was the, was the nerve pain. You know, the nerve pain was horrendous, you know, uh, and, uh, so bad that I, you know, ate breakfast, lunch and dinner lying on a massage table on my stomach for about eight or nine months. Ooh, wow. About a year and a half before I sat in chair. So, um, definitely during those times, I was reaching out looking for everything, um, that was going to try and help that nerve pain, you know, and it was like, hyperbaric chamber, cryotherapy, uh, medical marijuana card, you mm-hmm. know, like, uh, I wasn't smoking marijuana, but I was looking for the CBD and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I tried that. Unfortunately, I must be like a serious lightweight because even the little CBD potential or, you know, the actual <laughs> supposedly CBD pills I was taking, uh, it was, it was, it got me a little hammered. <laughs> so, uh, oh, wow. I kind of got off of, I kind of got off of at least the gummies did, you know, some of it did, but some, some of it didn't really, I didn't really notice the difference. So, but definitely I was open to trying, you know, anything to try and get rid of some of that, that pain. It was just not, not pleasant for me at all. So. Sports car driver Memo Gidley joining us here in the Freak Nation. We had Al Unser Jr. on the show a few weeks ago, and I think all of us um, were somewhat in the same boat with some of his issues with, mental illness and you you read some of the interviews with you that there's there's a lot of that going on of man there was a quote i think with marcia pruitt you were going to get on a on a on a sailboat and just sail away what about the mental state for memo Gidley? is that is that still something that's difficult for you to, to address or do you have it under control yeah, no, I am good, but the definitely, um, you know, uh, things you appreciate. One of the things, you know, there's some people that they're just dealing with like, uh, pain or pain, um, you know, a lot, like basically for their entire life. And, uh, it's definitely one of those things that it's like, you know, when it was at its worst, it was like, I mean, I would eat like an ice cream a day. And I, you know, when I was not even home, I'm still two months before, you know, I was out of physical therapy or in a rehab center or hospital or whatever. And I would have like maybe like two minutes of two minutes of joy in that day. Wow. So, uh, that was about it, you know? And then, um, the rest of it was just like somebody hitting, you know, my back pain back with like a, a hammer, you know? So it was definitely at that point I was like, you know, is this the way it's going to be forever? Mm. And, um, you know, wasn't, wasn't looking good. And then even even doctors, you know, they sort of were on the conservative side. They don't want to get your hopes up. But they're they're like, hey, the nerve pain. There's nothing we can do to get rid of the scar tissue, and that's what creates your nerve pain around your nerves. And so you're probably going to be like this. It's probably going to be like you're, you're struggling with this or dealing with this forever. And uh, luckily for me, even though it seemed like it took a long time, like every two or three months, I would notice something just a little bit different, a little bit better, and a little bit mm-hmm. different. So, um, you know, that basically just sort of kept me going. And then also, you know, even things like, you know, my go-kart that was in my garage or my sailboat, which I couldn't sail, but I would be driven down to where my sailboat was tied up and I would walk down the dock and I couldn't actually climb the one foot stair to get onto the sailboat because I just couldn't do it. But I was just like, I would just go down there seven or eight times before I could actually get on the boat and just imagine you know that i that was where i wanted to be again so it's nice to have and just having fans and people that are supportive i mean i feel very lucky 
in this whole healing process because a lot of people, they get in accidents, maybe not in a race car, but they break bones. Like I broke bones and have pains and issues and they don't have the, the support network that are helping them get through it. So, you know, my deal was much, much easier than a lot of people face or deal with, you know? So, um, but it was, it was difficult for a while. That's for sure. Memo, we got about a minute. What are you going to be doing for 2022, bud? Oh, man, I can't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know yet, but, you know, I am hooked in with or tied in with TKO Motorsports, and they have some big plans. Uh, I think we're definitely going to be running. uh, The Bentley is just awesome. The Bentley Continental. I mean, I've got my my Mr. T starter, my gold chain kit, you know, that I wear. So, you know, uh, once you got those gold chains, you got to keep driving the Bentley. So, uh, definitely going to be doing some Bentley races, SRO. And then, uh, I'm not sure. I, the owner is TKO Motorsports. They're figuring out what, what's best for their company, uh, from exposure standpoint, but I'll be there. I mean, I'll be out there. Uh, that's why I'm training and was at the gym this morning. So. Perfect. Buddy, it's good to hear your voice. I look forward to when we can see you in person, man. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. All right. And all the, all the uh, fans out there, I appreciate all their support. Got awesome. it. Thanks, Memo. Thanks, guys. See ya. Yep. Time to get him with Jade Gers and <laughs> get that book going. Jeez. Two minutes of, ex- of, of, uh, how do he Joy. phrase it? Joy in, in a day on I, some of those bad days. I can't wow. step up one step to my sailboat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't put on my socks. Hmm. Oh my gosh. I second Statman's comments a couple of times just oh it's like oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I wonder oh. if he's a better driver now, you know, with all that focus and discipline. I wonder oh, if he's a better god. driver now. Oh. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh. <laughs> Big second hour freak nation. Not once, but twice. Formula champion, W Series champion, Jamie Chadwick, 2019 and 2021 W Series champion. She did it at Coda in Austin just prior to the Formula One race. She joins us next hour and Josh Hart running for Rookie of the Year in the NHRA. That's next. Speed Freak Spitz, Lucas Hole Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the Bachelorette party? And Statman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Jamie Chadwick. Not one, but two-time W Series champion. She will be joining us in about 12 minutes. 2019-2021 W Series champion. She did it just before the Formula One race this year, or this afternoon. She'll be joining us here this hour. Josh Hart, running for Rookie of the Year. Uh, NHRA Top Fuel Pilot. Has already won him a couple races this year. (laughs) And he's done it on his own dime. It's incredible, his story, 
with Josh Hart. He'll be joining us this hour. Speedfreaks.tv. We're there for you on Twitter, Facebook. Thank you guys for being a part of this thing. Sirius XM, affiliates across the country, every freaking audio app around the, around the world. We're there, man. You read headlines like this and you're watching the, if you're enjoying listening to the Freak Nation and watching the Thursday night, foot, excuse me, Monday, yep, Sunday night football game. <laughs> what Hello. day is it? Bam, I'll get there. Three. <laughs> it's, <they> play. <laughs> Friday night high school football. Uh, yep. And you see the rain that continues to come down during the, the Colts San Francisco game tonight. I was seeing the headlines on CNN earlier where triple play of weather hazards is unfolding across the U.S. You've got crazy flood conditions in California and Southern California with the flooding. you got the Nor'easter coming in and tornado outbreaks across the Midwest. Okay, okay, but the flooding is the bomb cyclone. Wasn't it last year in the wicked year of 2020 where we all first learned of the bomb cyclone? Whatever the heck that is. All three of us have lived in California. Uh, We've all spent significant time there and have been a part of every seasonal catastrophe, including earthquakes. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing, and everyone knows this, have been following the fires in California and in, in the Southwest, that it just, when the rain comes, the floods come. And, and again, as Stat was a producer, uh, executive producer for many newscasts, his tenure in Southern California, how many, how many rock slides and, and floods were you sending crews out to Stat to, to cover these, what we're seeing now in California. Incredible. I was just listening to you and watching the football game over my shoulder. The biggest headline is not the football game. The biggest headline is that it's raining in California. I mean, that's, right. That, after a 22, a 22-year drought, it's not probably not over yet, but just any kind of rain in Northern California uh, helps in all sorts of ways, you know. I mean, it. it mm-hmm. So what? So what? A little bit of flood. It, it, you need the rain to guard the fires, and you know, just for a host of reasons. Hopefully, to hit the farms, so we got something to eat next week. <laughs> and drink. Don't forget about those wineries. We're not going to Arizona. We've had our share of rain over the last year, which which has been fantastic. Our drought is damn near nil but that being said we share a waterway called the colorado river and other tributaries that uh, we're seeing cutbacks and so forth that from what statman's talking about in california with the lack of rain there we're we're getting even even though we've had plenty of rain and why are we talking i'm sorry this is a motorsport show (laughs) i'm sorry about this but uh, in, in in phoenix We've got plenty of water here, but we're still we still got issues because of what Stat's talking about. Like any kind of rain in California helps the Southwest, man. So it's a, this is a miserable looking game. Yeah, it's a, I wouldn't want to be at this one. This does look awful. Just the fact again, I'm still amazed that a quarterback can grip the ball and a receiver can actually freaking catch the ball and a, a place kicker could blast 45, 50 yarder in the rain. It's a absolute oh. bonkers. Uh, what's happening here well okay it's a motorsport show freak nation i promise we'll statman will get to it here momentarily yeah but that's you know that's why people say if it wasn't for my high school coach i'd have been in the pros you know i mean forget that these that's why these guys are pros and guys like mimo gidley can get up off the uh the literally off of uh 
you know, out of an ICU unit and go finish second in a car race because they're pros. They know what they're doing. And it, it's wow. Yeah. Freak Nation, looking forward to this. Her name is Jamie Chadwick, two-time W Series champion. Again, she wrapped up her championship in Austin earlier today, just prior to the Formula One race. She'll be joining us in about seven minutes. But first, going to bring in some new affiliates and get to some Crash Gladys Pit news and notes. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates to Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, Lucas Oil Studios, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Thank you guys for hanging out. Jamie Chadwick, two-time W Series Formula Champion. She wrapped it up just prior to the Formula One race in Austin on the same track. She'll be joining us at 12 past the hour. But first, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Now through the end of the month, four qualifying SUV light truck tires. You'll get up to 100 bucks back on a Visa prepaid card from our friends at General Tire. For more information, go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? We talked about it a lot in the first hour. Almost 400,000 people in Austin over the race weekend. And yes, it's much due to... Liberty Media taking over and Bernie Ecclestone not holding things back, but also, as many of you are well aware, Drive to Survive on Netflix. Yeah, pretty freaking spectacular. Today in Austin, it was an amazing race. Max Verstappen just holding off Lewis Hamilton for the win in Austin, and he capped off that damn good weekend. Friday's practice was good. Qualifying was stellar. They had rain conditions at one point, and then today was perfect. It just, everything, everything, everything was great. Shaq was there. Ben Stiller was there. Usain Bolt was there. Oh, was he? Did yeah. not see that one. George Lucas. George. Oh, yes. Bam. George, I remember that is. Okay. You bring up George Lucas. It'll just bring up a little story about the Long Beach Grand Prix and how Ashley Judd was very happy to be when she was married with Dario Franchitti. She got to meet George Lucas at the Long Beach Grand Prix. Apparently, that was her first way. George Lucas is a motorhead. Just saying. Just had to throw that out Better there. Better be. All right. Let's get it. We talked about Max Verstappen. You got a minute, Crash. Okay, 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 okay. Max Verstappen winning the F1 race today. Noel Leon came out as the F4 champion after Jason Adler and Nico Christodoulou won each of the F4 races on the weekend. And, of course, the W Series, Jamie Chadwick securing the championship after winning both races in Austin. And, yes, she's joining us in just a few minutes. NASCAR was in Kansas. It was the Kyle Larson show. Everyone just paid a ticket to watch his greatness. Kyle is in the final four in Phoenix, as we know. The premium then was on the other playoff drivers to step it up. Some of them did not do so great. Halloween weekend is the last chance to make things right. They got some work cut out for them. Nick Sanchez took his first win in the ARCA series on general tires on Saturday, while Ty Gibbs solidified the ARCA title. And that was just about an hour after he took the win in the NASCAR Xfinity Series in Kansas. Jamie Chadwick, W Series champion. She joins us next. Speed Freaks Pits at the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey, man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. Hey, Freak Nation. Our friends at General Tire are back at it again. And this time, they'd like to give you $100 back when you purchase a set of four qualifying light truck SUV General Tires between now and October 31st. Yes, we said $100 back on a Visa prepaid card with your light truck or SUV General Tires. Hey, football's back. So why not show off your new General Tires when you drop the tailgate for some pregame festivities? For more information, check out GeneralTire.com. General Tires, the official tire of Speed Freaks, where anywhere is possible. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-756-8720-800-756-8720-800-756-8720. That's 800-756-8720. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Panic on the brain, world is gone insane. Things are starting to get heavy. Mm-hmm. I Back with the freaks, Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you guys for hanging out. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent. 21 years of doing this thing, and, and out of these 21 years, we've never had a formula champion that's a woman. And I'm really surprised over the last 21 years that we haven't had it sooner but regardless your w series champion jamie chadwick joining us here in the freak nation and before we went live with you you were talking about how excited you are to win this w series championship jamie but to do it in the united states why is that so big for you 
Oh, I just think it's made it such a bigger occasion. Um, I'm used to racing over in Europe, but there's something about being over here. Uh, yeah, the fans, everything to be to be racing here, especially on an F1 weekend, has just been incredible. And yeah, I've been over for a few other sporting events, and you guys just know how to do them well. So, so win this weekend's been extra special. Ah, we know how to do them well. Hold on a second. There have been a few events that I've been to over in London, and I have a feeling the fan base over there, maybe it's soccer matches, I don't know, but I think London Londoners, or however you guys want to call yourself, English, the British, you guys have a damn fun time too. Come on. We do, we do. I think we drink maybe more than you. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, but, that's um, a... You guys do a great job. Uh, the Indy 500 to me is still one of the best things I've ever been to, so... Yeah, it's been a pleasure to race this weekend. Oh, interesting. Let me me jump on that now that you bring that up. Jamie Chadwick, a W Series champion, joining us here in the Freak Nation. It's interesting to hear not just people outside of motorsports, but people outside of motorsports and people outside of the country talk about the Indy 500. But you're inside motorsports, but you're outside the country. Why, Why is the Indy 500 so big to people outside of the States? It's a good question. I think it's just a spectacle. It's an amazing race. To be honest, what those guys um, and girls put themselves through for, for all those laps uh, at Indianapolis, it, it's pretty brutal. So, yeah, I, they've got my utmost respect. Um, but as a spectacle goes, you know, 300,000 people watching watching the race, lap by lap, cheering is, is so cool. Is, okay, it's been kind of a topic of conversation over the last maybe five-ish years. Heck, it's it's been for many decades. Who am I kidding? ovals versus road courses and street circuits do you have a fascination for oval racing or is it is a little bit of a fear and it's okay there's no wrong answer what is it about maybe somebody that's been growing up on street circuits that suddenly you think of ovals and you're like i don't know what i don't know how to process this um, it's different. It's very different. Mm-hmm. I'd love to try it. Uh, I've never tried it. I couldn't say, you know, what, what my opinion is on it until I've, mm-hmm. I've given it a go. But I, I think it's just different. It's, uh, yeah, it takes for me sometimes with that. I think, yeah, the walls and how fast they come up at you oh, is right. very different. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely something I'm up for trying. And up for trying, you, Coda, you just smashed it this weekend. Tell us why you liked this track so much. We, <laughs> right before we went live, you were also talking about how great this track in Austin was. Yeah, I mean, it's super technical, super tricky with the bumps and everything. It's really hard to get yeah, the perfect lap. But yeah, it's just been an amazing weekend to be racing here. And out of all the tracks, I've enjoyed racing around here one of the most. So uh, yeah, extra happy to have got the double wins. Yes. Well, that, and that's, a, that's one reason why we're excited to have you in here is the fact that this is the first time this has happened. It's happened, of course, in the United States. But looking at what you guys have done as far as promoting the series, the W Series, Jamie Chadwick, your champion, joining us here in the Freak Nation, it's the the popularity of the series. I don't know who we owe it to, but the way you've grown this series in the last six or seven months, oh, how, yeah. how in the hell has it become so popular? Uh, amazing question. And I think it's credit to the people at W Series. They do an amazing job and everyone's so passionate about projects and, and what it stands for. But that tied with, you know, I think everyone wants women to succeed in our sport now. Everyone's desperate to see it. So, um, you know, it's getting a great sort of, yeah, audience now that are starting to follow it and yeah the likes myself that are lucky enough to race in it it's just an opportunity that we're relishing and yeah enjoying the most of it talk about the shape that you're in now versus when you kicked off the series let's say you started off at 50 percent being in shape are you are you at your peak now or are you worn down because it's because you're at the tail end of your your series 
Um, I'd say at the peak because it's just got you keep you know keep racing. I think the difficult thing this year is there's been quite big gaps between some of the races, so to keep the consistency and keep the intensity has been quite hard. But yeah, even still, it's been um, yeah an amazing amazing year, and I think we've just been able to be consistent throughout the year, which has been amazing. Well, where do you go from here? I saw you've been sailing recently. What are you <laughs> going to do in your quote unquote off season? Um, I enjoy it, to be honest. Um, there's a lot of things I like doing outside of racing, so um, I'm sure I'll be busy. Um, but yeah, there's a few things. I'm, it's not my off-season just yet. I've still got uh, Extreme which is another championship I do. Uh, we were meant to go to South America in Argentina for the last race. Instead, we're going to Dorset in the UK, but uh, fortunately, it's a bit closer to home for me. So yeah, still lots, lots to look forward to for the rest of the season. We've got Statman part of the show. Statman joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Stat, I don't know how much of this conversation you've heard or seen with uh, with Jamie, but Statman, go right ahead. Jamie Chadwick, first of all, congratulations. Uh, the thing that comes to mind is, is the W Series a destination series, a ladder series to F1, or maybe a, something that we haven't thought of yet? I think it just serves as a platform for women to have so many more opportunities in motorsport. Of course, the Formula One question comes around a lot. And, you know, I've been very fortunate to have a relationship with Williams Formula One team off the back of, you know, being a part of W Series. But ultimately, it's serving to get more women into professional motorsport, you know, aside from Formula One, you know, that can be, you know, in sports cars, in, in you know, Formula E, whatever it is, it, it's creating more professional opportunities for, for women. And I think as that stands, uh, it's done an incredible job already. During the course of this year, have the Formula One teams taken it um, more business-like? Have they taken it seriously once they see the racing is serious and the participants are excellent drivers? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like I said, I've got a great relationship with Williams and um, they've really heavily supported me um, in W Series this season. And that's been a key factor in, in the success that I've been able to have. So I think it's definitely um, you know respected by the teams and they've you know, repaid me with, with the support that they've given. So, yeah, that's a really positive thing, especially being on the Formula One package this season. Have you heard, Jamie, what the process will be next year? Will you be uh, piggybacking some of the Formula One races next year, all the Formula One races, or more solo races for the W Series? Um, my plans aren't, aren't fixed yet. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing next season. So uh, we'll see, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what the W Series calendar looks like next season. Um, I'm sure it'll be exciting. This year's had some amazing races on it. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing that. What would your ideal year be next year? What do you wish to do? Um, honestly, I haven't thought that far ahead yet. Uh, I'd like to step up. Use, use, use the platform that I have um, now, uh, winning the title this, this year. And, yeah, see, see what's available. But, um, yeah, haven't thought that far ahead yet. Do W Series champions party like regular Formula One or NASCAR or IndyCar champions uh, after they win a championship? Um, I think W Series drivers tend to party regardless of whether they've won a championship or not. Um, yes! Probably getting told off for saying that. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll enjoy a few tonight in Austin. I'm still not getting over jet lag, so uh, we'll see how I end up. But, uh, yeah, we'll enjoy a, a nice evening in Austin tonight. No, I like that. Kenny, come mm -hmm. on, you're a Texan. You need right. to tell her to get down to 6th Street. But I want to hear, you're going to walk in a bar tonight in Austin. I want to hear your best American accent when you walk in and ask for a beer or a wine or something. Uh, God, I asked for, for a, what, oh, no, wait, no, what will I ask for? I have a tequila on the rocks. 
<laughs> not good. That's no, funny. I'm really bad at accents. That's, yeah. that's not good. No, you got the rocks. You, yeah, you, no, you're like yeah. a New Yorker coming to Texas. Yeah, there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a tequila on the rocks. I just thought it was a bit more American than a glass of red wine. Have you had any good Texas barbecue while you're in Austin? I've not really. I've tried um, to be a bit healthy this week, um, so I haven't I haven't fully indulged yet. But I'd like to. I, I've got recommendations coming up front center of good Texas barbecue places. So I'm sure that all there. Well, this, this is awesome, Jamie Chadwick, W Series champion, uh, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Thanks for taking time out and joining us here in the Freak Nation. Good luck to you, and hopefully you'll be you'll be back here in the Freak Nation next year. Yes. Cheers. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks. Awesome. Congrats. Danica Patrick teamed up with Sky Sports to help cover the Formula One race this weekend, and she was asked about women in Formula One. And if you go back to some of those comments when Bernie Ecclestone was running from Formula One, talking about the women's places in the kitchen. Yes, with white appliances. Yeah. That was such an odd comment. Remember that? That was, yep. uh, was kind of tasty. Mm-hmm. And, again, I don't I don't know what Liberty Media has done or what Formula One's done as far as correcting that uh, cultural misstep. Uh, I have no idea, but Danica Patrick, now, and I wanted to talk to Jamie about that, but just couldn't get it. Didn't have that enough time, but um, lo- looking at formula one in general, I mean, I, yeah, I agree. It's like, can we male, female, can we get a, an American driver in there? Damn it. <laughs> it's like patience. Imagine, Grasshopper. They have tried between Scott Speed. And, uh, come on, it's it's coming. But Colton Herta. I mean, Statman, you hear Colton Herta being the the savior of representing the U.S. What is it going to come in my lifetime? And as a successful U.S. driver. Oh, that's a uh, a yeah. uh, <laughs> that's another question. Uh, there'll be, I think, the biggest disappointment. For me, at least, and I think for a lot of people, was what uh, Gene Haas did with uh, Haas F1 and turning it over to the Russians and putting uh, Mazepin in the car. And he, I think, at one point today, I looked at the ratings and he was looked at this, the the uh, times, and he was thirty seconds slower than the fastest guy. Uh, so yeah, we need, certainly there are some Americans. I don't know what they have to do to bring money into the deal. Uh, and with American, uh, popularity growing, the F1 popularity growing in America, maybe we'll, we'll get an American driver. Uh, if, if Haas F1 is not going to do it, then maybe somebody else will do it. I don't know what the status is of Andretti buying, who was he going to buy? Sauber, I think. I don't know if he maybe if he buys it, maybe he, he could put an American driver in there. Funny. Colton Herta is one of his drivers. Yeah, funny how that works. Up, Freak, huh. Freak Nation. An Indiana town will give you cash and grandparents on demand. Coming up in Not Much Motorsports. But first, your stat man, Scatamus. Oh, no. I once loved Formula Drift. Loved the competition, drivers, atmosphere, and all. In fact, the Freaks have a special friend who runs one of the most successful teams in the sport, Steph Papadakis. Last night at Irwindale Speedway in Southern California, it's known as the House of Drift. Steph and Papadakis Racing won the team's 
fourth championship and second with Frederick Ospo. The four titles include two straight with Tanner Faust in 07 and 08, all records in Formula Drift. But I still believe co-founders Jim Lau and Ryan Sage are the pony in the pile. They took a relative unknown motorsport to a global standard in 18 years through a global recession and global pandemic. Their decisions have been that crucial. Next year, there'll be changes, though. Jim is leaving to take over PRI and former champions Dai Yosha. Hara and Vaughn Gittin are leaving. Die retiring. Vaughn says he might be back. Somehow the series will survive it all. Great show. Peace. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. With the winter months coming, we're smack dab in the middle of fall right now. Winter months are coming. A lot of us will store our hot rods through the winter. Might I suggest Lucas Oil Fuel Stabilizer? Prevents gasoline breakdown during storage. Fights against gum and varnish deposits. Preserves your fuel up to 12 months or even longer. Cleans, lubricates, maintains vital fuel components when you're storing your car. For more information, go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. Dot com. I had a horrible experience, I mean, relatively speaking, when it came to setting up an interview with Ralph Schumacher. When Formula <laughs> oh, One first came yeah. to right. Yeah. <laughs> and again, being in motorsports or at least covering it for 21 years, it was very special early on that we even could get close to sniffing a formula one driver crasher there was a formula one driver that we were able to bag early on like 2002 or three i don't remember who the hell it was but oh it, goodness right it's, it's kimi raikkonen we did get him I, one time yeah and we, <laughs> but this guy was a back i mean this guy was a back marker yeah it, no i i know who you're thinking uh, 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 yeah mg were his initials um oh come on yeah, he was. He was a backmarker. He, I cannot remember his name. My point is this. It's where we are now, seeing these personalities in Formula One, it's just the things that we had to endure, Freak Nation. Ralph Schumacher. <laughs> if you only knew. Tell the Ralph Schumacher story. Come on. Went to my for, first Formula One race in Indianapolis and booked the interview with Ralph Schumacher, Michael Schumacher's a-hole brother. <laughs> How do you really feel? And we booked it like a few weeks in advance oh, yeah, through, the P- through the PR company at Williams at the time and scheduled the interview, headed to the paddock area, as they call it in Formula One, in the middle of their Indianapolis Speedway, and I'm hanging out with the PR people, very nice English folk. And they said, Ralph will be with you in a moment. We're shooting the bull. I'm trying to strike up conversations about the EPL. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> They're looking at me like, you're a dumbass. <laughs> and they said, Ralph will be out in a moment. And I'm looking over their shoulder. And there's Ralph Schumacher in one of those. Uh, Crasher, what do they call those? It's not in the garage, but they've got little offices with glass. You could see through the yeah. offices. 
it, and they're not cubbies because they're much nicer. Yeah, yeah, you can have meetings. You can yeah. you can entertain some VIPs in this area, but he's eye level with me, and he's 15 feet away. Ralph Schumacher is in the window looking at me and looking at his PR person. They're looking at him too, and he's he's pointing out at me, and he's doing the cutthroat. Nope, it ain't happening. It's not happening. Wow. And they were – I felt almost worse for them because they had to – Imagine him doing that, how bad he was for PR people in general. So from that point forward, it's like, man, I went out to Formula One just to experience Formula One and be cool to grab a Formula One driver, get one-on-one with a Formula One driver, a dude who's actually won a race or two. But, man, from that point forward, Ralph Schumacher, man, it's a slowly I turn, Niagara Falls. (laughs) How did you get out of that? Like, how did you leave the area? Didn't you say that he was – continuing to look at you through that window area and he laughed at you. Yeah. Yeah. He laughed at me and, and I acknowledged it and I said it to him. I said that it, they couldn't do anything. They just oh. could, they, they apologized profusely. I remember what his female PR person looked like specifically. If she walked in this room, I would remember her name, but I remember her face. It was just brutal. Man, it was just- so they have in their contracts that they have to do, X number, not have to, but they only have to do X right. number of uh, media things yeah. uh, during the course of the year. And they can, you know, veto whatever they don't want to do. I mean, it's it's weird. And maybe that's changing now. It was much more uh, uh, prevalent then, uh, but they only do what they want to do when they want to do it and they point to their contract says I don't have to do it if I don't want to Not much motorsport. Not much motorsport. Helio or Helio. Not, not, not. Well, not only that. Much, much, much. In headlining the party. Douchebags. Not much motorsport. Freaks. Not much motorsports. Listen to this, Freak Nation. Not much motorsports. Coming up, Josh Hart, NHRA Rookie of the Year candidate, top fueler. He'll be joining us moments. But in Not Much Motorsports, got a story for you. The headline, Indiana Town will give you cash and grandparents on demand if you move there. That's right. Greensburg, Indiana will pay people a total of $7,000 in cash and a gift incentives and give such eligible candidates free grandparents to live there. That's right. The state of Indiana, they're looking to get some remote workers to Greensburg, not just with cash, but with grandparents on demand. They call it the old G-O-D, God. I just made that up. Make My Move is working in collaboration with the city to attract high-wage, out-of-state remote workers to live in Greensburg. Eligible applicants get five grand to offset moving expenses and one-year membership to the YMCA gift cards. For farmers, tickets through the year to local playhouses, access to concierge items, opportunities to join community leaders for annual events, and grandparents. The Greensburg Metroplex has a great uh, uh, entertainment center and uh, vibrant theater uh, community, I understand. Wow. Where is that crash? You're an Indiana person. Where is Greensburg? All I know is Decatur County. Uh, South. It's south. I just don't. I can't quite. 
south. Oh, wow. <laughs> Southern, Southern Indiana is probably not a place that uh, I'd want to apply to for the $5,000. I drove through there once. Crash. Yeah, it's, I don't know. You say Greensburg as someone who grew up in Indianapolis. I just, meh. It's, it's, it's just meh. Greensburg, I'm sorry. They're Greensburg paying people, people to move there. Yeah, How sucky yeah, is it? it they're going to give you, they're going to give you gramps and grandma. I don't understand that one, but okay. But you're missing the point. They're giving you a gift card to go to the theater complex. Yeah. Yeah. Theater in Greensburg is wow. Booming? Booming. Booming is the understatement. Starring Ralph Schumacher. <laughs> yeah. The 15 cent Greensburg I could theater. understand Ralph Schumacher being an a hole if he had to grow right. up in Greensburg, Indiana. Got it. His name is Josh Hart, NHRA top fueler, rookie driver. A couple of wind, wins under his belt, running for rookie of the year. He joins us next. Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. It's a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring 11 highly competitive racing series. This year's live coverage on MAV-TV features the Arkham Menard Series, midget car action provided by the Power Eye National Midget League, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, and the Pro Pulling League. There's even the Moto America Series, Midwest Drag Racing Series, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, Hoosier Arena Cross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl National. It's MAV-TV's most robust live coverage schedule in network history. So come join us at MAV-TV, the only television network in the U.S. dedicated exclusively to motorsports. For more information on MAV-TV and MAV-TV Plus, go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. 
time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hanging out behind the club on the weekend. Rookie of the Year candidate Josh Hart joining us here in the Freak Nation. NHRA Rookie of the Year candidate. And you look at really what you've done this year, and it hasn't surprised, evidently, a lot of people who cover the NHRA, they say it hasn't surprised how well you've done this year. What about yourself? Has it surprised you on how well you and your your team's done this year, or is it just, yeah, we knew we had this? No, um, it's definitely been surprising. We uh, we took our time, and we believe in quality over quantity, so we knew we were going to be a force to be reckoned with. We didn't know that we were going to go out and have immediate success like Gainesville. Well, that's one of the, the situations in the NHRAs. You have at least a couple of teams that can go out there and crush it every freaking race. But when Josh Hart comes in there and starts kicking some ass, that wakes a lot of people up. Has Have other teams taken notice in a sense that you feel that uh, maybe they're not sharing some certain secrets or talking to you like they did uh, before you started winning races? No, actually, it's the other way around. Um, everybody's accepted me and, and – uh, They've been very kind and courteous. Uh, you know, obviously we're we're there to do one thing and win is that thing. So uh, when we come to the line, I'm sure we're not friends, but everything in the pits and up to that moment has been very good for me. Josh, they've been kind and courteous this year because you're a rookie. You've already proven to them that you can win. Once you get into your sophomore season, there's going to be no more kindness or courtesy to you ever again. Let's just face facts. <laughs> I'm good with it. Oh, really? All right. If you're okay with that, Josh, then let's let's hear some of your best trash talk because I want to know when you come into your sophomore season how you're going to talk to, oh, let's say, Tony Schumacher when you face off with him next year. I would say uh, I've been watching you for a long time and I will enjoy putting you on the trailer. So you're you're one of those that comes in all nicey-nicey and then you leave it with a, a mean comment right at the end. <laughs> Uh, I think that uh, on the track actions speak for themselves. Josh Hart, Rookie of the Year candidate, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Top fueler, a couple of wins this season. And you do have some competition that's coming in for the 2022 season. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but look at the the changing of the guard with uh, Leah Pruitt and Matt Hagen moving to different teams and then Tony Stewart coming in. Is that the kind of stuff that you, that you concentrate? Do you think about things like that? Or is it like, hey, man, I got bigger fish to fry, like winning rookie of the year and, and going in and winning some of these big boy races, and whether it's winning at Pomona or your next race? 
I couldn't have said it better myself. You can get so wrapped up in everybody else's stuff that uh, it's ridiculous. I don't really think about who's in the next lane. We just want to win. So we go up there, we do our own thing, and um, it's paid off for us. Josh Hart, potential rookie of the year. Did you have this kind of success in mind when you looked at this season, the 2021 season from the beginning? What did you see for yourself? Did you just want to qualify for events, win rounds? Did you see rookie of the year championship? No, sir, I didn't. I I thought, you know, um, new team, limited schedule. Uh, let's go out here, do eight to 10 races, something like that, and try to be competitive, obviously qualify for each year or each race rather. And um, when we won our first race, I thought, wow, that was a fairy tale. We're going to be chasing our tail for a long time, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's been great. The team got acclimated to one another quickly. Uh, the cars performed well. Um, I got comfortable, so I'm cutting decent lights. And um, now I just feel like we need to, uh, we need to be consistently in the 360s, hitting that 330-mile-an-hour mark. In the 21 years we've been doing this, the most fascinating thing that I have heard from driver after driver, no matter the series, is what turns the light on when they go from roping around in the dark to bam, the light comes on and they figure out how to do it. When did that light come on for you? Um, I would say testing in Gainesville, you know, because with Ron Douglas and the team behind you, the car was running consistently three seventies. And I thought, man, if you, if you're not worrying about tire shake or smoking the tires, every, every pass, uh, you get comfortable really quick. So the light came on and I thought, you know what, we can do this. Wow. Wow. So uh, let me sneak one more in here. And this is about you, Josh Hart, potential rookie of the year. How do you get ready for a race? Some guys listen to music. Some guys just go in the corner and get quiet. How do you get ready for a race? Hopefully, you go in the corner and turn turn your uh, iPod on <laughs> and start jamming to some hardcore heavy metal. Just start banging your head, <laughs> play guitar, air guitar. How do you get ready for a race? Yeah, I'm a I'm a past life drummer, so um. Any uh, Motley Crue, um, you know, some Slipknot, stuff like that. I, I love that kind of music. But to be completely honest with you, it's kind of more like Days of Thunder. I still talk to the car. Oh, wow. <laughs> How do you, How do, you yes. do that? And there's a guy in an open wheel racing. Used to, he's gone now. But Carl Haas used to talk to the car. He'd <laughs> add it and edit and rub it down before a race. You don't do that, do you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I definitely, uh, you know, make sure we're going to get along this event. Um, nice. Kind of walk around slowly and make sure we're in each other's mind and the whole the whole nine yards. I'm not holding back. But you and the car are trying to get your minds together in <laughs> one place. That's that's spectacular. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's be honest. When they strap me in that thing, I am nothing more than a piece of that car. So. Um, I take care of it and try not to make reckless decisions and hopefully it takes care of me. Wow. You got a new, you've got a new fan, dude. <laughs> I've never heard that from any driver in 21 years of doing speed freaks. How much of this is a superstition that has developed over the years versus no, 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 this is just my routine. 
Oh, it's definitely not a superstition. I mean, oh. uh, I think it's got its own personality depending upon which track we're at. So it's just a part of me and, and my routine. Okay. How do you talk to a top fuel rail a mile high in Denver? Because that's oh, no, a different conversation. Okay, then. <laughs> Next year, you're going to have to. Absolutely. <laughs> I just could see Josh Hart walking up to the his fueler. You'll get kind of like get with the glean in his eye and put your arms around it and give it a big old hug and come on, baby. Whispering sweet on, baby. nothing's nothing's into the headers. Is that is that how it works? You you watch after every successful pass, the first thing I do is I pat the engine on the head. <laughs> oh my gosh, we do. We need B roll of this. Awesome. We need video. <laughs> does it ever does it ever respond? Does it ever say, All right, Josh, I got your partner, I got your back? Oh yeah, Baytown, Texas. It expand. It definitely responded. It exploded behind my head and said, "I'm done for the day." Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like some ex-wives right there, buddy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, it's it's no secret uh, with your t- your ties, of course, there in Central Florida, and, and then of course with Big Daddy Don Garlitz. Can you run us through the story of how he encouraged you to to go big boy drag racing? Sure. Um, actually he, he tried to discourage me at first. He said, um, Whoa. you know, why don't we, why don't we mess with the electric dragster and, and see if we can do some expo racing, something like that. Um, I think it equivalent to like 52 cents a pass with the electric dragster program. And, um, uh, I said, well, Don, I think I'm going to go top fuel racing. So, um, we built engines together in the past and we had, we had done some projects here and there. Uh, I was the one that actually was strapping him into the electric dragster at one point. So that was cool. But um, he was there when I did my alcohol license and he was there when I did my, some of my top fuel licensing and he was there for my first top fuel race. So it's been a long relationship. It's been awesome. Where did it begin? I mean, how, you, you just can't walk up to Don's door and say, Hey buddy, I'm I'm here to be, be a part of your life. How, how'd that happen? Yeah, actually, um, not nothing to be proud of, but I've been in a lot of trouble racing things. And, uh, he said, you know, why don't you try it on the drag strip? So, um, I went to a test and tune night and I was hooked from there on out. And, uh, my shop, Bernie speed shop is about seven miles from his shop. Um, so if we had mechanically, um, you know, any type of mechanical issues for Hemis and things like that, I always bounced ideas off of him and all the new computer tuning and stuff like that we do on our end. So, um, started out as kind of a you scratch my back i'll scratch your back relationship that's amazing that's a cool story yes so here's here's one for you you know the history of of don garlitz in drag racing and we it, it just flows off our tongue john force the greatest drag racer ever if you're going to measure in championships yes but sometimes i'm not easy saying that given what big daddy did prior to john and really what big daddy did to drag racing in general how do you feel about the greatest drag racer in history? Is it John Force or would be, would Big Daddy be right up there next to him? Yeah, I mean, um, Don Garlitz is, a, is an innovator. You know, he's always, and I mean this even still yet today, he's always trying to find new ways. Um, John Force may be the greatest drag racer of all time because he's he's in it and he's, he's still rocking the, the tree. And, um, you know, I, I, I think it's two different two different scenarios there. They're both awesome. Rookie of the year candidate. Do you campaign for rookie of the year? Or are you just hoping that uh, 
your your results on the track will get you rookie of the year? Um, I, I think my performance off the track is more interesting than my performance on the track. You know, building a team from scratch, um, funding it, sponsoring it, doing all the meet and greets. Um, a lot of our charity work, you know, like I donate all of my contingency money to young racers to help them get involved in drag racing. Um, there's a lot of things that I do that a lot of people don't talk about. And truthfully, I don't know how to advertise. Um, so maybe, maybe something that shouldn't even be advertised. You know, I'm not looking for a pat on the back. Um, but, uh, you know, if it's just strictly based on wins, obviously, you know, Dallas is an awesome guy and we are tied for wins, but, um, I own everything and, and operate everything, day-to-day operations and, and so much more. So I'm very grateful for the uh, media coverage. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not used to it. Obviously, I'm not uh, not John Force in my interviews, but, um, <laughs> you know, you guys have been excellent to work with. Everybody in the media has been very supportive. So I guess I am campaigning. Hey, and John Force doesn't walk around and become one with his car. So you've got that for you. <laughs> That's in your plus column, not his. <laughs> He probably doesn't know how to play the drums either. No, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I actually, I actually opened for BB King uh, oh. when I when I was like fourteen years old. What the hell's happening here? <laughs> what uh, did you just say? Yeah, I, dude, you, I, I figured the ship here. the ship had sailed on the drums. So the only thing else I'd ever been sure about in my entire life was cars. So here we are. But uh, back up, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm bury the lead here. You opened for BB King when you were fourteen. Wow! Yeah, I got how that went. I got to hold Lucille and uh, oh. you know the whole the whole nine yards. It was it was cool. It was it was just a little um, a little venue, but um, I'm not a shabby drummer. Oh, I, 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 my I've gosh. heard of some people. This a guy told me in his uh, community college class in North Carolina. He said that the kids didn't even know who. Uh, uh, Ray Charles was. Oh. Did you know BB uh, King? You're a musician, so you probably knew BB King. Uh, how did you get to open for him? Did somebody ask, or did he ask? How, how did all this come about? Yeah, it was actually a, a local talent show. Um, they had me doing drums and stuff, and um, someone connected me, and I got to go to a venue and and kind of hang out with them for a very short period of time. But it was neat. Did drag racing overcome the the drums? Do you ever get a chance to to chill a bit and go bang on the drums in in your house there or studio someplace? So with my with my earnings from the Gainesville win, I went out and bought my dream drum set. So I have not played it yet because I haven't been home long enough to assemble it. But wow. <laughs> um, I, I still play the drums from time to time. But uh, like I said, I figure the ship had sailed and I wasn't going to make it big drumming. So. Um, the only thing else I'd ever been sure about was cars. So here I am. Yeah, I still want to talk about some music. <laughs> Clearly. Well, you're rookie of the year. All right. Yes. yes. In our minds. Yes. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> so tell us about some of this music stuff. Now, Kenny used to be a, a DJ. He's a heavy mm-hmm. metal guy. And I taught him a little bit about R&B. And he's taught me an awful lot about heavy metal. Where's What's your go-to? Um, I would say uh, every time Ron Douglas fires up my dragster, I got kickstart my heart from Motley Crue playing in the background. I mean, it's immediate. Is Tommy Lee of Motley Crue one of your favorite drummers? I do have some uh, autographed drumsticks. Absolutely. Uh, he's, he's pretty cool. He's up there. But um, 
Yeah, I would have to say, you know, Joey Jordison, you know, people like that. I, mm-hmm. I've I've looked up to for a long time as far as the drum goes. So when you get up, okay, after oh, Pomona, boy. when you get up at the banquet, you got to bring your sticks up on stage, and we we got to hear a little something on the podium, just just a little something, something. Totally into it, no problem. Okay. Yes. Yeah, have them have your walk up music be inner Sandman. That's what. <laughs> That's what you got to play as you walk up to receive the trophy. I want to hear that. And you, you know, just have the whole place rock. <laughs> Actually in, in some of my social media posts, um, people didn't like, you know, some of the things that I was saying and, and some of my uh, guiding factors in the uh, social media said, I really shouldn't have said that. So what I usually do is I put song of the day in the caption somewhere. Right. And that'll describe how I truly feel unedited. Yeah, we shouldn't call Josh. His favorite song today is, you know, Looks That Kill or Death to All. Okay, uh, got five, that. Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah. You're getting, you're getting pretty deep. Uh-huh. That's true. Hey, thanks for doing this, Josh. Yes. We, we learned a lot about you the last 10, 15 minutes of this interview, buddy. Good luck to you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to me. I opened up for B.B. King once. <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes into the conversation I'd, I'd walk into the room saying hey you ever open up for bb king i did yeah. when i was 14 top that i'm out of here here's my address you can mail the rookie of the year trophy right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right freak nation we'll do it again next sunday night for halloween night as always shoot the juice to the moose to stat man Drum it loose. Yeah. Motorsports Radio, redefined.